Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 19, Episode 5. Who gave that Toka crossbow? The book, The Lando Calrissian Adventures, Mind Harp of Sheru, by L. Neil Smith. The year, 1983. Chapters 9 and 10, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go! Hey, welcome back to Expounded Universe. I'm Jeff, that's John, and uh, we're going to do it straightforward this time. No attempt to start in media res joking about John opening a uh, not gay, but looking that way car wash. Yep. (laughs) We're not doing that. Nope, definitely not going to go back around. We're not going through that again. If you wanted to hear that content, you needed to just be in our garage, which you can. (laughs) Sometimes we try to start a podcast, and it turns out, Nothing's correctly put in place. And yeah. so we stop. We and just, then we restart a we podcast. We just lose the whole podcast opening, which, way honestly, it was way better as just a bit between the two of us than trying to recreate it on mic anyway. It it's always true. turns out that way. It's true. No one needs to know that I'm a big bear teaser. Yeah, that, that because of your bigness and beard that, that you can just walk through. As long as you've got a little head toss in there. As long as you flip your, like, 90s uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas hair around. I mean, I got too much hair. Yeah. All, all the beards are like, ooh, maybe. And then he has to be like, no. And they're like, oh, man. Yeah, I do that thing where I, like, crook a finger and they come <laughs> over. And then I put, like, two fingers on their chest to stop them and go, sorry, mister. <laughs> and then walk away. That's <laughs> so mean. Why do you keep doing this to bears? <laughs> Just a big bear teaser. <laughs> so, uh, so anywho. Someday I'll be eaten. That's true. Someday you will. You're going to go out like what's-his-face. Uh, Timothy Treadwell, the man who was eaten by bears. <laughs> Yes, that kind. Uh, yes. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> it happened. Don't look it up. <laughs> it's, it's quite unfortunate and very sad. Oh. Not a good topic for comedy. Oh. Although, that said, the scene, the shot of uh, uh, Werner Herzog listening to the tape of it happening and then being like, I will not play this tape. I, I have heard it, but I don't want you to, is, oh. is probably worth the price of admission. Oh. Yeah. Poor Werner. I know he had to hear it, and also had to uh, do all those horrible, mo- horrible to film movies that came out quite good. That almost sounded like I was going to insult my boy Werner. Almost, almost. That's, that's not what I meant. I just meant that like filming Fitzcarraldo sounded like an absolute pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Although, the, if you had a movie called Filming Fitzcarraldo, mm, that, that would probably yeah. be a fun indie adventure S- starring Jason Segel. <laughs> Why not? Hinat. Mm. So, uh, how you doing? I'm all right. Doing, doing good. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, uh, we've we've uh, already been out today. We've uh, we've gone. Yeah, I've already done something today. I so know. this is just this is, this is extra. That's oh. we're not we're not putting it all in on this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Lando does a Star War. Whatever. <laughs> There's some kind of Star's War. <laughs> There's blasters and, I don't know, maybe a Jedi. Something, hey, you know. <laughs> there this, might be a Jedi somewhere. You don't spaceship know. Spaceship happens. Someone says something about the Force and everyone else is like, yeah, well, all right. Yeah, one guy's like, I got a rough intuition about this. And, and it's like, hey, I don't think this is going to be good. That's not the line. And they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. I'm, I'm changing it. <laughs> this don't look so hot. <laughs> so... So in actuality, yeah, we we didn't really do much today. We went out to lunch and we drank a bunch of peanut butter whiskey shots. Yes, and, and by a bunch, bunch you mean, mean one, one and two respectively. <laughs> ah. That's a lot for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm well, a, I mean, I had a like 
nine ABV beer. So mm-hmm. that's uh, what does that stand for again? Uh, alcohol bitch value. Oh yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> so anyway, meanwhile, in the land of Star War. Some shit occurs. <laughs> a fight was brewing. <laughs> no, we pretty much just pick up where we left off. In the last episode, we ended as uh, Mose was about to explain some cool shit about, about his people and their history. Yeah, and then Lando was like, ha ha, I don't care, good night. No, he was like excited to hear it, but then like Vuffy Raw came in and everyone was like, well, that broke the flow of conversation. <laughs> oh, now we're just the not mood. doing it. <laughs> it would be weird to go back again. Uh, uh, no, pass. We're good. We can't do it live like that. It had to be in the moment. Uh, and probably one of the weirder choices uh, that we've had. I mean, honestly, we've had a lot of weird choices with Lando in this. Yeah, absolutely. I've appreciated most of them. But this is a weird Falcon choice. Yeah, in that when we come back in this chapter, when we start, he is waking up underneath the table in a sleeping bag that he has slept in instead of, say, I don't know, the crew quarters that would exist here. (laughs) The the bed that is definitely on the Millennium Falcon because it's a long-haul freighter, so there's for sure bunks. Yeah. But no, he's... I guess there aren't because Buffy Raw is doing whatever he does. Mose is still sleeping in the chair he was in in the first place. And Lando has an extremely expensive, very high-quality fabric... Uh, sleeping bag that he just lays out on the hard floor of the Falcon underneath that game table. Yeah. And I mean, at first I was like, oh, okay. So I guess maybe when they brought all the life crystals in and they had all the fucking like uh, crates and whatnot, Mm -hmm. they really packed them in there so that there's no room. They put them in the sleeping bed and everything. That's, that's it. But then I was like, but if that was true, why would he have this sleeping bag in the first place <laughs> yeah. to be sleeping on the floor in? Especially because then he goes in and falls asleep again in one of the, the pilot ships or seats in the ship. And he's like, oh, this is way more comfortable than that usual spot where I sleep. And I'm like, you got to stop sleeping on the floor, dude. This is a long haul <laughs> trucking vessel. Have you just not looked around your ship like you got it? <laughs> what? He just hates it so much. Yeah, he just got a giant freighter, walked in, went immediately to the fucking like pilot cabin went ugh, went into the lounge area and went well i guess i'd sleep here well that's the closest thing to my personal character is that there's games in this one room <laughs> i'll just i'll just sleep in here with i always forget the name of that game that they, they have on the deck the dejaric dejaric hollow chest the, the uh, space hollow chest i knew a star war good for you i think it's because you did the bonus content on it i don't know maybe uh, maybe but yeah it is dejaric yeah but he just falls asleep in there and then Dabo! <laughs> he hates it, by the way. He Dabo? Hates he hates Dabo. He hates Dabo. He hates that other game they also play, that rules of acquisition looking one where they like spin the thing. And oh, they, yeah. Remember that? Acquire. Acquire. Uh, uh, yeah, hold. And then like it turns out that Jadzia is way better at it than all the Ferengi, so they like her. Was that was that Jadzia's like, only characteristic on that show is that she's better at alien shit than the alien that she does it with? Yeah. And they have to be like, I have grudging respect for you because you're better than us in our own game. Oh, exactly. Yeah. She was like, I'm better at Klingon shit than you Klingons, and I'm better at Ferengi shit than you Ferengi. Yeah. And I've never been, you know, in any of you. It's not like this can be hosted in, like, a Klingon and then a Ferengi. I've always just been a Trill. Yeah. The uh, the biggest cock tease in the history of Star Wars, or Star Trek, excuse me, is uh, that, that part where they establish that she's like an egalitarian alien fan because she, like, has some boy she's been dating who's like a space captain with a transparent skull for a head. Sure. So everyone's like, 
making fun of her for it. They're all like, how's your date with Captain Skulfer ahead or whatever? And he, she's like, it's fine. You guys need to be more cosmopolitan. And then you have like, you know, one of, one of the other crew members being like, ah, but transparent head though. And that, that's the biggest cock tease ever because show that fucking guy. Yeah. Whereas the biggest cock tease in yeah. Star Wars is on Solo. Uh, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Unless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Ooh, back off there, buddy. <laughs> I'm a real bear tease. You're hurting the wrong nerf. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, just show me the transparent skull head dome man that she was all up into. It couldn't have cost more than a couple of dollars. A couple dollars. A couple dollars to show us this brain for a head man with this popomatic brain bubble. Oh, well, what are you going to do? What Not I, see that. What I'm going to do is describe what happens next. Go ahead. <laughs> they wake up. He wakes up and he goes up to the front of the ship and he's got a long internal monologue about how uh, Vuffy Raw has been tidying the ship or doing whatever. And uh, he goes like, yeah, technically high level, high level droids like him do need to sleep. Like the higher level they are, the longer yeah, the higher you sapient you are, the more sleep you need. But he has no idea what that actually or looks like. Yeah. Or in particular, what Vuffy Raw's habits are or and we've, we've already seen Vuffy Raw sleep. We haven't seen him do much yet. But one thing we've seen is him sleeping. Yeah. Now, of course, he's super grumped up because obviously he just fucking slept on the floor. Yeah. So he gets up and he's like angry that Vuffy is real good at flying. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, it's all smooth. Fucking droid. Well, you know what kills me here is that when the other chap, the, the uh, episode before the last one, he's like, fuck this stupid planet. I'm going to go sleep on the Falcon. I'm going to have a nice night in the feather bed on the Falcon, he says. And I'm like, but there isn't one. Unless, as you mentioned Unless. earlier, it's completely covered in life crystals right now. Yeah. In which case, just move those so they're on the game table. Yeah, you'd think you'd be like, <laughs> oh, well, there was enough room for me to sleep under this table. I'll put crystals under the table. Yeah. And then go sleep in my bed like I wanted. But anyway, he gets up to the the, uh, the front deck and there's Moe's just sort of snoring. Just hanging and banging. Described as sounding like an old car engine. But of course, it's Star Wars, so they have to be like some impossibly archaic internal combustion engine. Rawr. Yeah. Um. And then Lando more or less just sort of wakes him up to be like, hey, old man, where's the stupid key? Where, where's the lock I need? <laughs> Where are we going? Where are we going? And, and <laughs> Moses' response is, that way. He's like, eh, hold on, let me do a little song. And there. <laughs> it just points. <laughs> that way. And Lando's like, god damn it. Oh. Uh, he also is consistently in, in this chapter begrudging the fact that Vuffy Raw is flying the ship now. Well, yeah. He's just... He's very, when he wakes up, like I said, he's super angry that Buffy is flying well. Yeah. He's like, just like, well enough that he, that he got compliments on his perfect takeoff from the Taguda Lazat control tower. Yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, Buffy, they said that you did a perfect job. Oh, how nice. Oh, thank you, master. Don't call me master. Uh, uh, this is the whole thing with us. Yeah, we got, we got an interesting dynamic and bond. I don't think we do. Huh? I think you're just a jerk. <laughs> I think you're an <laughs> asshole and I'm cool. <laughs> I guess it's part of your jerkness that you think it's an interesting bond. <laughs> yeah. It's part of your dynamic where you're a piece of shit and I'm not. I'm a cool droid with rad powers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like, he, he points out the window. He's like, uh, we need to go there. And Lando's like, just the, the fucking speck of light right there. And he's like, yes. Yeah, go that go that way. And he's like, oh, my God. Okay, I have a is weird that, starfish. Is that a planet? <laughs> I have a weird starfish flying the ship and I've got an archaic elderly navigator who flies by just pointing out the window at things. Could this get worse? And he's like, you're going to have to be way more specific. What the fuck is that? And then he's just like, well, that's Rafa five, the fifth planet of the Rafa system. It has two inhabitable moons, nine tenth gravity, just like Rafa four did. Uh, and uh, it, it's got a fully breathable atmosphere. And uh, I picked that all up from the song of intro of the refractive telescope master. Yeah. 
hey dude i've i got a lot of shit and he's like how many fucking songs do you know and he's like oh more than you you could possibly count yeah, i think it was 763000 he said cuz he does it in he expresses it in debt like a decimal notation he's like 7.63 times 10 to the fourth power song sir <laughs> yeah and he's like oh great would you learn that number from the song of numeric notation the song uh, of big numbers get it from a big <laughs> song number having no i just checked the uh the index i use in excel spreadsheet and just did a cell count on entry or on entries in in rows <laughs> how many <laughs> how many rows are there that's how, that's how i came up with that thank, thank you though but I like that whole where he was like, that way. And Lando's like, that's dumb. And he's like, yeah, I agree. It's actually this, this, this. It's really well, I mean, obvious. He, what he goes like, what is that, a planet? And Buffy's like, yeah, well, I mean, what he pointed to is a planet. Yeah, it's Rafa 5. And that causes Lando to have like this internal turmoil. <laughs> he's, where he's like, like God damn it. <laughs> why did I ask? I don't know what is and isn't a planet. Why am I insulting everybody? I don't know shit. I, yes, I'm pissed off that I have this weird starfish droid and it like old man who is telling me which direction to go in space by pointing but also i'm just some shitty gambler as the captain who doesn't know anything about flying so yeah. you know just we're all even yeah he has a little moment where he's like i've got a, a, a stupid starfish for a pilot and a ridiculous old man for a cat and, and his own like his shoulder devil is like and a dilettante gambler who doesn't know shit about fuck for your captain Eh? You piece of shit? <laughs> now quit being so grumpy, you fuckwad. Have some caffeine. <laughs> uh, but instead of that, he just decides to pass out in the captain's chair. Yeah, he just falls back asleep. He's just like, all right, well, fucking take us to Rafa 5 then. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, when he wakes up, he's in a much better mood. Yeah, he's in a much better mood. And also, the ship is getting hit by stuff. Yes. Uh, it turns out, I love that they use the phrase plumber's helper here. Uh, because what happens oh, is... Oh, I thought you were going to say you love that they use the phrase spoing. They also use uh, every vowel in the between sp and ng over and over again here. Is it the first, Sping! Yeah, spang, spong, spang, spong, spang, uh, as stuff starts hitting the outside of the ship. And uh, he looks out the window and wedged against part of the Falcon is what's described as a perfect a see-through crystalline plumber's helper with suction cup and all first i was like oh isn't a plumber's helper like a roto-rooter machine like one of those long yeah i was thinking of a snake and then no apparently he's just using it as a term for a plunger because he describes it as just having a handle and a suction cup Uh. so weird choice of words especially because plumber's helper i think is like a brand name be real weird if he was like oh it's that thing's the exact same size and shape as a uh xerox machine (laughs) a box of arm and hammer baking soda Ah. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah so he they're they're running into debris and it's pelting the ship all over even causing minor atmospheric disturbances and eventually he's like well shit Buffy, are we okay he's like yeah we're just flying through like millennia of accumulated space fright, fl- flight debris from like where the shiru learned to fly into space yeah we're going through all the like old early space flight detritus of like satellites and various bits that fell off of uh, rockets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting to me because that suggests that Rafa 5 is the originating world. That is the what Shiru. they said. Yeah. <laughs> they oh, said okay. this is where they were from. Yeah, from in the first place is this planet. So you can tell because this is the planet where all their crappy space junk from before they knew how to do it is floating. Exactly. You'd think they'd have also learned how to clean it up right around the same time they built their nine mile high buildings and shit. Yeah, but you would also, you know, so be right in shit. that they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but Lando has an interesting question. He's like, well, Buffy... Uh, he's because Buffy is like 
arms are yeah. like flying all crazy. I all mean, eventually he manages to get it so that like they go down and all of the spong spangs happen on the bottom of the ship where mm-hmm. it's heavily armored. Yeah. He's like, all right, I got it. I got it. We're good now. We're good. And Lando's like, why didn't you just turn on the ship shields? Like, there's nothing here that would get through deflectors, my dude. We're not going at a speed or with a size of debris that would do anything to those. If anything, you'd think that turning on the ship de- uh, deflectors would be like standard practice when you're going into orbit around an inhabited planet because it's probably got a bunch of space junk around it. You might crash into some Starlink satellites or whatever the fuck, you know? Or, you know, even if you were coming down in, you might hit some birds or whatever. Yeah, so you just turn that fucking shield on. But this seems to be a little mental block in Buffy Raw's prodigious droid capabilities because he's like, oh, I suppose I simply didn't think about it. He's like, huh, I don't know why I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, right? Anyway, I'll do it now. Click. And then they, he does. <laughs> and indeed, he does. Now, the thing to know about Rafa 5 is that this place is shitty, even by Rafa standards. Yeah. Because this place is super barren. There's almost no humidity, so it's very dry planet. Mm-hmm. And super cold. And it's cold outside. Yeah, but not like... Hoth cold, where you know you get to see all the frozen. No, snow. more like baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. Well, because there's so low humidity, there's no there's no water to freeze into water ice, so it's just it looks like just dirt planet with a couple of scrubby trees and so on. But it's like your shit will freeze, like your nose hairs will freeze if you breathe in, kind of cold. Yeah, uh, no one likes this. No, now the uh, fucking what's his nuts, Moe's, mm-hmm. when they go out there, obviously Lando is like, okay, well. I get a bunch of you know, heavy boots and I get a electrically warmed parka and I fucking have all my shit together and goggles and whatever. Yeah, big bags of water in every pocket. He actually is finally scared enough because the uh, the place where they're going to land is this big, ugly pyramid that we'll get into. Yeah, it's just, um, well, I mean, not even a pyramid. It's like a five-sided Oh, I guess that's fair. Yeah, thing. it's a triangular prism. No, wait, triangular prism doesn't have a point. It is a pyramid if it has a point, no matter how many sides it has. <laughs> no matter what. That's the rules, unless it has an infinite or a single side, in which case I think it's a cone. So, so yeah, it is a pyramid. Um, <laughs> it's just that it's a five-sided pyramid, and all five sides aren't the same. So it's like the, it looks ugly and lopsided, and each each one's a different ugly color. Yeah. And <laughs> it's also a thousand miles from anything resembling even an outpost on this mostly empty planet. Well, there's also barely anyone on this planet because he's yeah. like unlike say rafa 4 where it's nice it at least is livable this place sucks an unimaginable amount of ass so the mm-hmm. only people here are the few toka that were natively here because they were brought here by the shiru before and like a handful of people that are trying to get like some crystal farming shit going yeah but uh, but he's like there are hundreds of people total on this entire planet and they're all on the other side we're going to the empty side (laughs) and uh you know mose though what i was saying is when he comes out straight up just still in a loincloth he's like i don't give a fuck he doesn't give a shit i'm a super soldier fuck you yeah it doesn't matter he's he's just invulnerable and super old and super powerful lando is in this full parking uniform uh he is scared he's like i don't know what we're doing here i at this point he thinks like, he gets an actual blaster rifle yes. to go with him. Yeah, he's like, he, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. And he crowds his pockets with as many, like, power uh, cartridges as he can for it. it he's, he's got a little epiphany right around this point where he's like, God, it's it's right here? This isn't, this wasn't even that hard. We're like, that was like an eight-hour flight. We're going to be fine. Like, uh, the, I'm, at this point, I'm starting to think that Dutes and Roker just didn't go because they didn't want to. Well, just, I mean, he's lazy. like, I when he had the conversation before with uh, 
Moe's about like, where are we going? He's like, that way, because of this song of the telescope. He's like, man, they just didn't go with these guys because they don't want to deal with their shit. Fucking Fucking shenanigan ass (laughs) Toka. But now we at this point where Buffy's like, sir, the humidity on this planet is below 2%. Did you pack sufficient water? Uh, Yeah, I've got lots of water right here. And verily, master, half thou procured the key, the key that (sighs) shall... Yes, I am not going off to summer camp and you are not my doting parents. (laughs) Why are you my two dads? What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've got everything I need and my lunch is packed. Please let me get on the school bus <laughs> but yeah sure enough the planet sucks ass like he gets out there he tries to breathe he's like oh no my nose hair is all froze i hate it here oh yeah this, this sucks because it's i mean you know like you said without having enough moisture for there to be like snow or ice or anything when you first look out you're just like oh it's just a shitty planet but mm-hmm. when you get out there you're like oh fuck it is cold yeah i do appreciate the continued drive for aesthetics at, uh, as a character trait for Lando, because he gets a look at this plant, this pyramid thing, which they they notice at least seven kilometers into the air. Yes, and and uh, then goes goes down. Yeah, goes several kilometers down past the point where the Falcon would be able to track it. Yeah, so they have no idea how far down it goes, but it's absolutely enormous. Uh, and it, each one of its five sides is a different shape or different width color and color. So you have like magenta and cucumber and turquoise, just the worst colors. Yeah. Which causes Lando to just be like, ugh, this entire planet, this entire, this whole species is fucking tacky. Also, why would you even build a, pl- a plunger out of crystal? It would have no move- movement ability. It wouldn't work. What do you, how do you even make a suction cup out of crystal? That's weird. You can't do it. Were their poops just moved via a different mechanic? Yes. <laughs> You've never seen a Sharu. You don't know. <laughs> You got a good point there. I've not seen a Sheru. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything. Yeah. And I, I'm still, and he's still thinking to himself, like, Jesus, this this giant indestructible plastic building is tall. It's big enough that it sticks out of the atmosphere. I don't like it. it. And also, no cap on the top of the pyramid. The points just all come together so sharp that they could cut you if you touched them. Yeah. There's no, like, oh, and in order to end the top of this, we'll have a roof. It's just like, nah, it's just each angle goes until they meet until it comes to a point yeah so again he's having that that thought that he has routinely throughout these books which is what the hell scared these guys what threatened to tame the shrew <laughs> uh, how you doing john i'm doing great my Good. man just making sure hey my dude yeah you all right i'm okay i'm fine okay yeah i could probably i probably should have had something caffeinated instead of a ruby red squirt Ugh. you should have had anything but a ruby red squirt i like squirt yeah, but if it's ruby red, you should see your doctor. <laughs> hey, now. <sighs> Jokes. We got them. Kind of. Yeah. Well, you do anyway. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he gets out there and he's like, all right. Yeah, I got my key. I got the stuff. Let's let's fucking go. And it is then that Buffy Raw gets absolutely fucking peppered. Arrowed. Yeah. He like goes forward, gets an arrow in a joint, and he's like. Oh, oh, fuck me in the ass. Uh, Lando, there's an arrow sticking out of me. And then as I appear to have a. (laughs) Yeah. As Lando turns around to look at him, he's like, wow, that guy has. uh, Vuffy Raw has like 35 fucking crossbow bolts sticking out of him right now. And Vuffy Raw quietly, without a further sound beyond Master, what is happening? Just falls down in the sand. Yeah, he just goes down. Turns off. He's just, and done. Done. Like, leaking his, his secret interior fluids. He's like, oh, fuck, we're under attack. And then he's like, huh. Every crossbow bolt managed to hit Vuffy 
and around us, but nothing hit us. Yeah, and he tries to unsling his blaster rifle to fire back at whoever's doing this. He's like, all right, I'm going to try and get some cover. Maybe I'll probably die, but at least maybe I'll take someone with me. Mm-hmm. And gets a arrow into the actual barrel of the gun. Uh-huh. So that's a, that's, a, that's a scary situation. Whoever's shooting at him is super accurate. Yeah, he's like, oh, these motherfuckers have precision like just absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. So at this point, he's sort of just wondering, if the, he's trying not to move because something terrifying is happening. Well, yeah, he throws the blaster down and he's like, uh, all right, do I go for my little pistol? And it, I mean, at that point, I was like, Lando, how do you not just raise your hands? <laughs> like, you tried to pull out a blaster and a dude shot an arrow into the fucking barrel of it and you're like ah but maybe if i have a smaller gun you're like <laughs> dude you'll be dead well, stop it the question is solved for him because moe's whirls around on him is like enough now hand over the key impostor yes the false key bearer mm. you who would take the key falsely yeah falseman <laughs> Trixie. <laughs> and he's like wait a minute no <laughs> yeah, I love that. No, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. No, you know what? Fuck you. Come and get it. And they... <laughs> well, because he's already put it together. They killed Buffy Raw right quick, or shot him down anyway. Oh, yeah. A- 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 but they didn't hit him even once, even a little bit. Oh, yeah, and he's, he, like... he's like, as soon as he goes, oh, fuck you, a bunch of arrows fire out at him, and they all go, like, sailing past his shoulders or through his legs or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, you're deliberately not hitting me. You yeah. can't hit me. Yeah. Okay, okay, you know what? Come here. Why don't you take it from me? Huh? <laughs> Come fight me again, Moe. Remember how that went last time? Huh? And then he goes, <laughs> and he's like, all right, well, if they can't kill me, maybe I can go get my blaster. And then they just absolutely destroy the blaster with bolts. And he's like, all right, all right. Nope. Can't do can't that. Do that. So he they just up. won't hit me. Yeah. They just won't hit him, but they bury the blaster in so many crossbow bolts that you can't see it anymore. And he's like, well, okay. So he just stands back up and he's like, I'm not going anywhere. And he just crosses his arms. Then they shoot a blaster or a crossbow bolt so that it hits him at the top of the ear. Yeah, they just graze his ear, and he's like, fucking ow, though. It's cold, and I was already all chapped from the cold, and then you hit me with a fucking crossbow. And then, because they're such excellent trick shots with these fucking things, uh, it bounces off the falcon and hits him in the butt. Yeah, and he's like, all right, fine, fucking what do you want? They're like... March, you will go with us. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever, my I, dude. I don't fucking care. What? Fine. He's mostly just in his head thinking, God, I sure hope droids die quickly, because that looked like it sucked. Yeah, God <laughs> damn, that was a lot of arrows. Oh, he didn't, he can't feel. I hope no one programmed this robot to feel pain. <laughs> it is all they programmed me to feel, Master. <laughs> Why? <laughs> huh. <laughs> I do not know, for I do not remember my programming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there is an entire Toka ambush here, and for some reason, they are taking uh like direction from Moe's, and so he's like, "All right, so why the fuck? The, he just got here with me mm-hmm. from Rafa, another Four, planet, yeah. like a different planet. He yeah, does. He has are- not used my equipment, as far as I know." Yeah, and there are there are Toka on every inhabitable rock in this entire star system. Oh yeah, they're already all the way spread out. Every place you go that even has atmosphere in in the entirety of the Rafa, there's Toka's already there. Yeah, uh, which is which is crazy. But yeah, so why is he in charge? And Lando's like, oh shit, it's because it's a setup. Yeah. Oh, this is a purposeful ambush. There's a reason they were here when we got here. There's a reason he took me to this specific spot. Yeah. And Although not- that does mean 
that as much as he keeps being like, oh, these primitives, bro, like, oh, they've definitely got a way to like interplanetary communication. Because mm-hmm. remember when I was er- earlier, my guess as to how he got to the uh, the spaceport before them was that like underground tunnel networks that they can go into the Sharu ruins and they're just not telling anybody. I'm still thinking that's the case. That oh, these I, guys- I think it's crystals. Just the life crystals just, just are crystals. like you could just go ding hey buddy i'm uh <laughs> they're just fucking walkie talkies yeah i like to think that there's just like a teleportation network inside the sheru ruins and they can use those if they need to well i mean they were saying earlier in the book that one of the big things that these crystals get used for outside of just people using them to extend life is they're great for communication ah, yeah. so i assumed that it was just like oh yeah they are great for communication in fact if you know how to like sing to them or whatever fucking thing they do, That's fair, yeah. then you just connect to some other crystal somewhere. Yeah. But it is definitely a setup because Moses is not only comfortable here on Rafa five, a planet that in all other ways obviously sucks and is not conducive to human life. Oh, it also has a green sky, which Lando also thinks is super tacky. He's like, this fucking sucks. I hate this dumb planet. <laughs> all of these planets, all the Rafa can <laughs> fucking go hang. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's like, fine, I guess I'm going with you. What do I care? Uh, and then they just march and it turns, he regrets it at that point because the march is endless. Oh yeah. They go for like miles and miles. And he's like, dude, I am so fucking tired. And Mm -hmm. of course, Moe's who he has been like, oh, this dude is like a senile ancient old man. No complaints. Fucking loincloth in freezing cold weather, marching for miles. And is like, too bad my dude keep moving. Yeah, exactly. And when he tries to be like, hmm, you can't kill me. No, I'm not going to move any more. They're like, we're going to give you a warning shot at your dick, my man. And he's like, well, what if you guys get the hiccups or something? You might hit me in my wiener dong. I can't have that. I can't have a shot to the wiener dong. Yeah. So. so I guess I'm going to march then, which I still was like, dude, they've got pinpoint perfect accuracy. Just sit there. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They've got a plan in place already. Currently, he's got the following suspicion. They're not allowed to, to kill or really hurt him especially bad. And they can't just take the key from him either. Though he has noted that Mose has already just tried to take the key from him. Um, so he's Though, not 100% sure about that. That said, the key was just sitting on a table. I was going to say, yeah. he didn't have it. It was just there. Yeah, their rules for what they can do to get the key or do with the key are extremely specific and extremely strict. Yeah. I mean, at one point, he even just, like Mose flat out goes... Yeah, we can't take the key. Even if it's a false key bearer, we can't take the key from you. Yeah. We can, however, kill a false emissary. And I'm like, man, you got real weird rules and fucking bylaws here. Well, apparently, Lando is now convinced in his head that the key bearer and the emissary are actually the same thing. Well, he was. Yeah. He was like, oh, I thought we were the same guy. I thought I was the key bearer slash emissary. (laughs) Yeah. But apparently not. Apparently they thought Vuffy was the emissary and that's why they've got to, they get to kill him because false emissaries, no one gives a shit. You can kill those. Yeah. Well, they're not carrying a key, so it's fine. So their rule is just that they can't hurt him or directly uh, take the key off him uh, as long as he's alive. And they, now they know, they know he knows that too. So they're like, well, we're going to move on to the next plan. Give us the key. No. Okay. Well, then we're going to tie you to a tree. And it's at this point that we can stop and describe life crystals for a page and a half because that's what the book does. Yeah. It's weird Life in freeze. a in a book that is so very just like moving at a good pace, quick, fun pulp space adventure thing mm-hmm. that for no reason right now they start to go all Tolkien and be like, <laughs> now let me tell you about every aspect of the life tree. So a life tree effectively looks like a Saguaro cactus made out of brown glass that uh, has that looks like a big fake one because it looks like it's made out of plasticky glass. 
And instead of having just a regular root network, it has a big disc for the bottom, just like a fake tree, like a toy fake tree would. But then it does have roots that go down from the corners of the fake disc of the disc. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't go out. He's like, none of the roots go out like sideways farther than any of the branches, but they will go down forever. Yeah. They go straight down, which presumably indicates that that would make sense on a plant with ultra low humidity. Yeah. That they have to go super down to hit whatever water sources are available down at the bottom. It would either be, they go super, super down like palm trees or super, super out like cacti to catch as much water as possible. They also obey a rule that's very similar to what eucalyptus trees do, which is that they won't grow too close to each other. Yeah. In fact, they grow at an equal distance from each other, even though the orchard appears to have no... No one's out there planting. Yeah, there's no organization to it. They just kind of are haphazard, but none of them grow within the exact X distance of each other. Exactly. And, I mean, that's interesting. But the the fact that this basically just looks like... You've got branches that go out and then like point up. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the point up, there are crystals. Mm-hmm. And the crystals are either like, you know, depending on the size of the branch, they could be super tiny. They could be, you know, like the size of fucking Buffy Raw. Yeah, that's the biggest example they they, they cite is the size of Buffy Raw. Uh, but most of them, the ones that are like useful for commercial or industrial purposes are like thumb sized to hand sized. Yeah. And, uh, but there are, if it's a smaller tree, they have microscopic crystals at the tips. They're only good for like industrial applications. And I mean, I'm trying to, I really am trying to picture what they look like. The description for me didn't do a lot, but okay, it just I can, seems I can help like, you with this. like everything sort of comes out and then juts up. Mm-hmm. So picture, okay, so basically imagine that it's it's a series of flat planes made of spokes. Like Okay, now like imagine f- four balls at the edge of Let's a Let's not make it more common than it needs to be. There's a, there's a single pole going up the middle. Well, yeah, I know there's one pole that goes okay. up the middle. Then imagine that you had like the bo- spokes from a bike wheel going out, and at the bottom of the tree, they go out farther than at the top of the tree, and then it's concentrically increasing as they, go, as they make their way down. And then at the end of each spoke, they poke up. And and at the next level, because they're slightly closer to the interior of the tree, they also poke up, but closer so that they aren't touching each other. Uh-huh. And then the whole tree, it, it gives the illusion of basically like a cartoon Christmas tree. Yeah, the con- the, a conical tree, Yes, but everything is just like very angular, like out, up, yeah. crystal. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the central sp- the spoke or the, uh, the, the the axle of the tree, the so main to speak, spire, uh, does not have a crystal on it. It just grows out and stops. Yeah. So that's that's a life tree. And you can when you cut a crystal off of it, it apparently grows back after a year or two. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very sustainable business thing. I mean, honestly, to be able to just go out and be like, and zoop, I'll get one of these and be back in a while. Yep. Yep. And, and you can cover a whole planet, especially this planet, which like should just be completely covered in them. But my guess is that they're not even seeking water, that the reason that they go straight, that the uh, roots from them go straight down in a big circle is because these are just part of the buildings. Meh. These are just like the outside of a Sheru building has these things on it. I mean, I assume that this is some sort of biotechnical thing where they were like, yeah, we created life crystals and we were probed them, programmed them specifically to spawn at certain intervals and yeah. spaces. I mean, I, I can almost pretty much guess why even, because we've already established what they're good for. Yeah. Life extension and really good radio attuning, which means if you've got a bunch of them growing out of your building, it's because they're fancy bioorganic antennae. Yeah. That's that's my guess. I don't know for sure. Nope, but it's, I mean, at least given the clues that we have mm-hmm. that have been sparse enough, uh, it's a good enough guess and was along the lines that I was going to. Yeah. Um, 
So they are also useful for one more thing, which is tying prisoners to. Going way up your butt, Morty. <laughs> That's right. Those were life crystals or something. No, Similar. they were seeds. They were, they were like some kind of seed. Yeah. Yeah. All right, anyway. Um, yeah. They, they have their plan now because as Mose explains to the assembled masses in the Lando. All right. Well, here's the rules. We're not allowed to kill you. Even if you're, we, we're sure you're the false key bearer, uh, which you obviously are. Uh, because even, you, you didn't not know me. any of this. Yeah. It drives me nuts that they're like, well, it, what do you care if he's the false key bearer or not? What are you going to do with that thing? You're not the fucking key bearer, Mose. It was clearly a black gambler from the stars. Unless yeah. you made all that shit up, which they might have done. I mean, he might have made it up. And even if he didn't, like I was saying last time, it is so easy for any religious person to go, yeah, but if you look at it this way, yeah. you could interpret it to mean me. Yeah. And I should have the key. <laughs> That's exact because the only other thing he could possibly do is like, look, we think you're the false key bearer, so we're going to take the key and put it back in a place where other people will find it until the real key bearer comes along, as was the plan. Yeah. Now, because they can't kill him or even really grievously hurt him, they're like, all right, here's our plan. Mm -hmm. We're going to come up to you and tear your dumb clothes apart. Yep. Uh, so you got a stripped apart parka that doesn't really work anymore. And we Slit cut your, your pants, pants up the sides so that your legs are exposed. Yeah. And, uh, we're going to tie you to one of these life trees mm -hmm. and let nature do what it wilt. Yeah. For we did not kill you, but verily the elements did. And you're mm. like, boo. Bullshit. Boo. <laughs> you killed him. That sounds like moral false equivalences. What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> That's definitely you. Why aren't you flipping that turtle back over? Come on, buddy. <laughs> take take a philosophy class, one oh one, my man. If you throw so if you throw a baby in the water in the ocean, you killed that baby. It's not the ocean the that ocean, killed the baby. Yeah. <laughs> you knew that baby couldn't swim. You murdered that there baby. Yeah. If you tie this fucker up to a tree and are like, and you will freeze to death, then you know when you're killing him. Yeah. So I I I, uh, I take fault with the with this plan, but then again, full it is, umbrage, my friend. That said, it is based on a maniac song from a species of weirdos, so who knows? Oh, I mean, the fact that they were like, "Well, we've got a law; we can kill the emissary, but not the false key bear." But we can tie you to a tree, and I'm like, I'm sure you have just contingencies and wheels within yeah. wheels they've for had, your dumb shit. They've had millennia to workshop this, so there's probably so many. Oh rules. yeah, given that this is a religion that's been around for this long, yeah. I'm like. Oh, you know the amount of schisms and sects and shit that happened with this. Yeah. Like, and just reinterpretations. Like, there's no way this is the first false key bearer they've murdered. Oh, for sure. I have to imagine that there's got to be like, oh, it turns out if you go to the Toka on Rafa 2, uh, they have reform uh, orthodox <laughs> Sheru worship. <sighs> yeah, we're Sheru for Jesus. <laughs> we just want to give you some literature. <laughs> Oh, we're from the Church of Latter-day Sheroos. <laughs> That's the worst one. They don't celebrate any holidays. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> pass. <laughs> Hard pass, no. <laughs> so, um, so anywho, uh, they tie Lando to a fucking tree and leave him there to die. And he's just like, well, this sucks. And even as he's sitting there, he's just wondering what's up with Buffy Raw. Like, I hope he died clean because that looked like it sucked. But he's also thinking because one thing was Mose did like as much... I, Moses doing a thing like he's presenting to make sure that the gods don't get mad at him because like when he's done cutting up Lando's clothes and tying him to the tree he makes sure to take the, the, the key which he's not allowed to take and stuff it down Lando's pants narrowly avoiding in his cummerbund the sting beam that's still there so yeah. Lando still has his secret gun uh, but he, but Lando's worried that he'll clink the gun and get found out 
But instead, he doesn't. And then Moses just stands up and is like, behold, for I have tied him up. As you can see, the elements will kill him and not I. He he still retains the key. Yes, for it is in his pants and not in my hand as it was a moment ago. Now we go. And then they See, I'm not breaking the rules. I'm not touching you at all. Exactly. But he's, it's not like Lando. I'm going to swing my fists, and if you get hit, it's your fault. <laughs> well, it's just amusing to me because Lando doesn't have any concept of all these rules that they're following one way or the other beyond what they've told him. So he doesn't give a shit. So it's really just Moe's reinforcing these beliefs to the other Shuru or Toka. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, very clearly, Moe's is a self-serving, like, religious leader who is trying to, like, go, and look, see how I follow the letter of the law. Mm-hmm. None of you other Toka can get mad at me and try and usurp my spot. I'm a cool old guy. Mm-hmm. I know so many songs. Yeah. The most songs. More than Carl there. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. It's just a little hard. <laughs> But they all fuck off, like in a in a word. He's just like, and now we leave, and then they just all disappear into the hills. Yeah. Now Lando's just tied to a tree, slowly dying of cold. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's basically where it ends. We end our chapters with him just sort of tied to a tree, going, "Man, this kind of blows," you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's all cursing to himself, like, "What the fuck? Fucking goddamn it!" Oh, yeah, as the to- like giant Toka ambush is walking away, he's just swearing at them. He starts swearing at the fucking Roker Gepta, mm-hmm. swearing at himself. Because he's got nothing else to do. And it's like, that's the closest thing he can come up with to keeping warm. Is just oh, yeah, yelling. he's like, well, I'm all tied up. I can't move my legs or feet, so at least I can move my mouth. So fuck you, Moe's. <laughs> come back here and fight me, douchebag. And I then do he, like all the discussions he has where he's like, look, I'm just not going to give this thing to you. <laughs> Fuck you, man. You're going to have to take it off me. And he's like, I'm not allowed to. I'm going to tie it to the death tree. If I do that, then everyone's going to fucking say that I'm a false key bearer. So first I have to get you killed by not me. And then I have to claim that I'm not the key bearer while I'm bearing the key. That's the whole rule. It's it's all. It takes so much to internalize all these processes. The whole pageant. Look to the outside. I know it looks ridiculous. It's like it's like when you attend a Catholic mass and you're like, what "The fuck is any of this? <laughs> Why is this in Latin?" But if what? You, what? <laughs> but if you were raised in it, then it makes a lot of sense. You get it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Look, there are parts where you stand, there are parts where you sit, and there are parts where you kneel. Mm-hmm. Some of it's in English. Some of it's in Latin. Mm-hmm. And at the end, everyone argues over who brought what to the baking event. <laughs> I'm John, and I brought Jello. <laughs> I brought one half-opened container of Oreos. I mean, half-eaten. It is fully opened. <laughs> it's half-opened. <laughs> I put them on a paper plate. Here you go. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to take four servings of waffles. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he is swearing up a storm, and then manages to pass out, and then like wakes up cussing, and he's like, oh, fuck, don't fall asleep. Oh, you're going to die. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus, fuck, shit-ass balls, keep myself alive. Do something. <laughs> I'm surprised he can die at all. I mean, he's tied to a life orchard tree. It should be extending his his uh, his pathetic attempts at living for eternity. He should just become like a Junji Ito main character and just, like, get all stretchy and gross as he slowly freezes but won't die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should slowly have his, like, lips start to peel back yeah. and... His skin goes down, and then just the tips of his fingernails. I'm not super read up on Junji Ito. I've only read three of them, and they're the biggest three. Oh, uh, no, that's fine. I'm yeah. I'm just going off what happens when, you know, 
frostbite takes all your extremities. Oh, well, that's true. I've actually had frostbite on an extremity. It fucking sucks. Yeah. it's not, I almost lost one of my toes when I was in Boy Scouts because I grew up right around here in shitty-ass San Diego where it's always hot and sunny. So the first time we went snow camping, I was like, ah, I don't know what snows it snows is. <laughs> ah, I snow. ain't never seen it before. It's just like white sand. <laughs> And I brought my crappiest sleeping bag and a hot water bottle my parents made me take, and it leaked overnight, and my my foot froze into a nearly solid block of ice. Oof. And, uh... Ouch, owie. In the morning, I was like, I had to crack my foot out of an ice block, which mostly was just frozen sleeping bag and not like a literal block of ice around my foot. Yes. So it wasn't like I had to, like, chisel it out. I just had to, like... Crunch re- the bag. Crunch the bag until my foot came loose. And I went to the adults, and I was like, I don't know what this is, but I can't feel my foot, and it... And this is black. And th- well, didn't, thankfully, I had very little uh, necrotic, uh, necrotizing of the tissue. Uh, there were some parts that were, like, pale white. Oh, they were going to the gray side? Yeah, so instead, what happened... Yeah, it just smelled bad, and parts of it, yeah. like, kind of peeled off later. Great, great uh, podcasting material, incidentally. Oh, yeah. But my, the leaders were like, we don't know what to do with that either, so why don't you go sit in one of the cars with a heater on for a couple hours, and then we'll we'll see how you're feeling. Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so, anyway, I still have ten toes, though, so that's nice. That is nice. <laughs> it's nice to hear. But that's uh, that's the story about how if you've never seen snow before, even if you're like 14 or 15 and you don't take anything seriously, you should take snow seriously. Hey, you know what? It turns out extreme temperatures, <laughs> not great. Don't fuck your shit up. Uh, all of our listeners who like live in snowy climbs like, what the fuck? It was just fucking idiot. fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like when I posted the picture of me up at the uh, cabin I went to for uh, Christmas last year in the sandals at the snow, and yeah. I was like, eh, I didn't bring shoes. No, I, ever <laughs> since then, I've taken snow, like, inordinately seriously. I have, like, yeah, I live, I see snow maybe once every two years, and I take... I own like the fanciest pair of snow boots I can I can because I'm like that's not happening again. Fuck you. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it only takes one snow bite to really kind of kind of get your snow in you. You're like, ooh, that'll fuck my shit. <laughs> so, so that's a bad story. So um, there you go. There you have it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, I'm, I'm thinking we might move to three chapters instead of two here because this book's short, but also we're not filling an hour. We're not. There's just not enough content. No. So we might need to go. Stay tuned. We might be three chapters next time. We're not sure. We might be three chapter in it. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, but otherwise, hey, we're all done for the week. So if you would like to hear yet more content, and who wouldn't? It was a short episode. You should head over to Patreon and support us. That's patreon.com slash system mastery at the $2 level or more, at which point you will unlock our expanded expounded universe where we go find fun stuff on Wikipedia that sometimes relates to the episode, sometimes doesn't. But it's always good shit because there's just so much more deep nonsense to Star Wars than you can possibly even imagine. Yeah, I keep thinking we should have, I mean... I said we should have run out of material for this, like, years ago, and yeah. yet... The Falcon sensors can't plumb the depths of how much bullshit <laughs> Star Wars material there is. So you know what? You should treat yourself. Mm-hmm. You had a, a light podcast, you had and now you can day. have a, a nice little Patreon dessert. Mm-hmm. So head over to patreon.com slash system mastery. Get it. Get a little extra. Join us. And plus, you get extra shit for it. Even at the $2 level, you're still getting extra shit, because that gives you the system mastery bonus content. It would be silly not to get it. It's such a good deal. It's the best deal in the world. It honestly is too good. It we're too, too good. nice. It's too nice, and that's why we're jacking up the price right here and now. We're jacking off the price right $20 now. $20 a day from, th- from th- this point forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get in on it. Get in on it. 
while it's hot because we're going to raise that price on anybody who's not currently a patron. You've got to get grandfathered. Yeah, you're going to get grandfathered in. If you join today, you get the until the uh, end of uh, some month. Yeah, you and, get to the yeah. end of the 5th of New Salisbury, and then... Mm-hmm. that That's the point where the prices go skyrocketing. So why not jump in now before the the uh, the rush? Yeah, get in <laughs> on the ground floor. While the lines are short. <laughs> You got to get on this Patreon train. It's a new century. It's taken off into the future, my man. (laughs) Also, there's a $5 level. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. I've been Elan Sleesbegano. And I hate when my foot turns black. 